it's finally summer. And I know you want to grow your business, but yeah, there is a but. You are not quite sure how to do that with your kids at home. And so the anxiety, it's starting to creep in and you're wondering, how am I going to be productive and present? And at the same time, you're starting to feel a little bit guilty because yes, you are thankful. You really are. You're thankful for this opportunity. You're thankful for this time that you get to spend with them and the memories that you get to make, but you're just not sure how you're going to run your business among all the fun. I get it. I totally get it. And I got you. So if you are asking yourself, how am I going to do it all this summer? Do not worry. This episode was made with you in mind. Welcome to the Mompreneur Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Mompreneur Coach, Amanda Masterson. I'm teaching mompreneurs a revolutionary new way to build their businesses online. We're living in authenticity, ditching those hey girl messages, saying goodbye to that hustle culture, and building businesses rooted in balance and abundance. Oh, yeah, midday naps too. If you're ready to reignite your passion, make way more money than you ever thought possible, and still be totally present for all of the memories, all of the moments with your family, then girlfriend, you have found your home base. Let's redefine the online social selling space together. Okay, now I know this episode is going to give you so much clarity on how to move forward this summer. It's going to give you the details on how to grow your business and still be the present fun mom making all of the memories. But if this episode just isn't quite enough, if you really just want somebody who can sit down with you and tell you exactly what essential tasks need to stay in your business this summer and what you need to ditch and how you can fit it all into your personal schedule with your life, your kids, your sports, your everything, I got you. I am opening up five spots in my coaching calendar for you. What we will do, we will jump on a Zoom together and in less than 90 minutes, we will create your fully customized summer strategy. We will map out exactly what you should be doing in your business this summer, what you should definitely not be doing, and P.S., you might be surprised by what you should not be doing, and we will show you exactly where you can fit the time to do all of these things into your summer schedule. Even if you have basketball camps and wrestling camps and dance camps, all the camps, right? Even if you are still working a nine-to-five, even if you are not a morning person and you just cannot fathom getting up at 5 a.m., or maybe you absolutely do not want to work after the kids go to bed. So regardless of what your schedule looks like, regardless of where you are in your business, I will work with you one-on-one to create a summer business strategy that's going to work for you. And it's at a fraction of the cost of my typical one-on-one coaching. So go to amandamastersoncoaching.com backslash summer strategy, and you can grab your spot before they are all gone. Okay, we are officially here, friends. It is summer break. (laughs) And although we are all so excited for summer break, I want to talk about one of the elephants in the room here. Okay, and that is working at home this summer with your kids at home too. Yeah, right. Yeah, your kids are at home this summer with you. So how are we going to do it all? How are we going to be effective when they are literally home 24-7? 
How are we going to do it effectively without feeling guilty because we feel like we're ignoring our kids or throwing their iPads at them to keep them occupied? I'm glad you asked all of those questions because that is exactly what we are going to talk about in this episode. Now, I said this was an elephant in the room and you might be wondering, why did she say that? Let me explain. I think there's a lot of guilt around feeling frustrated or feeling overwhelmed because you're trying to do it all. You're trying to be the the fun summer mom. You're trying to feed your kids real food. You're trying to keep the house halfway clean and still be productive in your business. So there's this level of guilt because we feel like we are supposed to just be grateful for the fact that we have this time at home with our kids. We feel like we should be thankful that we have a business that allows us this type of freedom. And we sometimes feel like we can't simultaneously be grateful and stressed or overwhelmed or frustrated all at the same time. But let me tell you this. I was so excited for this summer because it marks the official move for me from dental hygiene four days a week to just one or two days a week. I am so excited to be able to spend this summer with my kids. And so I was so excited and overwhelmed with gratitude for being able to have this time. But at the same time, I was a little scared, kind of scared. Like, how am I going to still get things done in my business, especially when the kids are going to be home with me all the time? Okay, because when they were in school, I had that one entire day. It was Wednesday for me. And those six uninterrupted hours on Wednesday, that's where I could just be really super productive while they were at school. And so one evening when uh, my husband and I were sitting on the couch, I was overwhelmed and preoccupied because I was thinking about this. And my husband could tell that something was off. He could tell that I was thinking about something. And so he looked at me and he said, "Um, okay, Amanda, what's up? Like, why are you so cranky? First of all, I didn't think I was being cranky, but I mentioned to him that I was just trying to mentally figure out how to do it all this summer. And he paused, he kind of rolled his eyes at me a little bit, and he said something to the effect of, okay, rough life, trying to figure out how to do it all when you don't really have to work this summer. Now, let me just say that I do have the most supportive husband ever, and so I am not complaining about his response. Okay, I know I'm incredibly blessed to have a husband who supports every crazy idea that I've ever had, except a cow. I am currently trying to talk him into getting um, a Highland cow, a miniature Highland cow, um, but we're not there yet. He's not on board with that quite yet, but we'll get there. But anyway, aside from a cow, I don't think he's ever told me no. So he said this. He said this, right? Like, oh, rough life, blah, blah, blah. And it hit me in the heart. And I immediately started to feel some of that guiltiness try to sneak in. Like, how dare I be stressing about having this time freedom, this time to make these memories with my kids, right? No, wrong. Because you can feel stressed or overwhelmed or anxious or any other emotion, really, for that matter, and still be grateful for the life that you're living. And so that's an important It's an important point that I want to hammer out before we really dive in today, because we are going to notice that some of these less desirable emotions try to sneak in. And when they do, let them pass, acknowledge them, say, hey, I see you, let them pass and then move on. 
And the moving on is what we are going to talk about today. The tricks, the best practices, and really the structure that's going to allow you to be the fun summer mom, the mom who feeds her kids real food for lunch, who keeps the house livable, presentable maybe even, and still slays her goals in her business this summer, okay, all without placing your kids in front of the screen all day, every day. So let's dive in. I have three tips for you today. Three tips that are going to change your summer game, okay? Are you ready? I hope you have a notebook because you're going to want to take notes, okay? Number one, time block. Now, before you just tune out from here, you might not want to hear this, but ladies, it's going to be essential to time block, especially your summer. You cannot, let me repeat myself, you cannot fly by the seat of your pants and expect to grow your business by fitting your business into the cracks of your day. You cannot sneak in a little bit of time on your phone here and there, you know, a little bit while the kids play at the park, while they're eating lunch, or just, you know, any other crack of the day that you think you're going to have. But then what's going to happen is you won't and you don't and you find yourself with all of your work left to do when they go to bed. No, no, no. That's not how we are running this business this summer. Because here's the deal. I do not want to work my business every night when my kids go to bed. I want to sit in the barn with my husband with a glass of wine and watch the sun go down as I share with him how our day went. Okay, I cannot do that if I am working on my business in my office from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. every single night. So time blocking is going to be key. And here's exactly how you are going to do it. First of all, you have to know how many hours you need to run your business each week. Do you know that? If not, it's okay, but we're going to figure it out. So what you're going to do in order to figure that out, if you don't know it already, is I want you to write down all of your essential business actions that you need to do each and every week. And I want you to please notice that I said essential. This is not the time. Summer is not the time to waste your time on non-essential tasks. This is not the time to launch a new program or start a new project. No, we are going to do the bare essential tasks this summer and nothing else. So identify them, write them down. And then I want you to assign a time amount to each of them. Okay, how long does it take you to do that essential task? 30 minutes, 60 minutes, however long that task takes you, write it down. And now you're gonna simply add up all of your time. How many hours is that each week? How many hours do you need each week to run your business? And I'm gonna tell you this as well. It should not be more than, I don't know, 14 to 20 hours max. Okay, and it's going to depend upon what stage you are in your business. It's going to depend a little bit on what type of business you have. But try to stay within like 10 to 14 hours because that is really where the sweet spot often is for most entrepreneurs. Now, once you know how many hours it's going to take you to run your business each and every week, you're going to block those hours, time block those hours. Maybe it's one hour before the kids get up each morning. Maybe it's a two-hour block after lunch. Maybe it's one or two nights a week, right, for an hour or two hours after the kids go to bed. Maybe you have a babysitter or they go to your parent or you kind of swap with a friend who has kids similar in age. I don't know what that looks like for you, but block out your times. This piece is going to be very different for each one of you because your schedules are going to be different. Your priorities are going to be different. Your preferences are going to be different, right? Some moms prefer to work in the morning, some in the evening. 
what works for you, what works for you, your schedule, your energy, your family. For me, I vary my blocks. Now, this is a simple solution for me, not wanting to really get up early every morning, but also not wanting to occupy all of my afternoons or all of my evenings. Okay, so whatever works for you and your schedule, just block out your required hours. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're wondering. Okay, but how do I find these hours? Where do I find these hours? Like, where are they hiding? And even if I do find them, what do I do with my kids during them? I'm glad you asked, okay? Because that's where we're gonna go next. So at this point, all I need you to know is the number of hours that you need to run your business every single week and where those blocks are going to be. Now, feel free to pause me right now, unless you're driving, of course, and map this out. Or you can keep going with this podcast, but make sure that you go back and do this. I'm telling you, do not skip this step. Next, during those blocks, okay, 95% of the time, you are going to be focused, dialed in, not being distracted. For this to be effective, for you to actually be able to be focused and dialed in and not distracted, you have to prepare your kids. Whether they are two years old, 15 years old, it doesn't matter. They need to know that these are your work blocks and they are not the center of your attention during these blocks. Here's something I want you to think about, especially, especially if your kids have a habit of interrupting you like every time you head to the office or every time you you open your phone or your laptop or whatever. Here's what I want you to remember, okay? Your kids want your full attention. They love you and this is a great thing. If they don't know what to do though, if they don't know how long you're going to be working in your office, if they don't know when you're gonna play with them again next, they're gonna interrupt you, they just will. So planning not only your blocks, that's important, but planning what your children will do during your blocks is just as important, okay? This is essential, just as essential, as is communicating with them, again, regardless of whether they're they're two, five, or 15. So how are we gonna plan blocks for them, right? We have our blocks planned, our work blocks planned, but how are we gonna plan that time for our children, okay? I love boxes, okay? Block boxes is what we call them around here. Now, I have a block box for activities, but also for snacks, okay? We're gonna talk about both of these. But you have to plan, and if you don't want to adopt block boxes, that's fine, but know that you have to plan their blocks just as much as you're planning yours. Okay, so one of my favorite ways to do this is, like I said, block boxes. Let's say that you're gonna block for yourself to work two hours right after breakfast. Okay, you can have a box of crafts or books or you know activities, Play-Doh, kinetic stand, I don't know, something that your child enjoys, have it in a box and give it to them during your work block. Explain to them that they can play with anything that they want in that box for the next 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, however long your work block is. And that's gonna vary, you know, depending upon how old your kids are and what your business looks like, you know, all of those things. But this is going to keep them occupied for a couple of reasons, okay? Reason number one, that these block boxes work. They know, your child will know exactly what they can do and therefore what they cannot do as well. Okay, they're gonna know how long they have to play with this box, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever your block is. And so they also then know when to expect you to finish. 
If your child knows that you're working for 30 minutes, they're going to be much less likely, and they have something to do, they're going to be much less likely to interrupt you than if you say, mommy has to work for a little bit, and you go in your office, and you shut the door, and you've not given them any direction as to what they can do, what they can't do, and they have no idea when you're going to surface from out of that office again. So this is why communication is so important. And because this this box, this block box, it is reserved only for your work blocks, okay? This is not something that they have access to all day, every day. It is special. And so because it is special, because it is exclusive for the times that you are working, it will hold their interest because, again, they don't have access to these toys 24-7. And so it's fun. It's, it's exciting. Okay, it's new. Now, you may also want, depending upon how old your kids are, you may also want to designate a specific play space. Maybe it's their room. Maybe it's the carpet in the kitchen, the living room, right outside your office so you can see them. Like Again, it just depends upon your children and their ages and, and all of those things. Specifically for younger kids, you might want to also assign a play space. Now, having block boxes is going to prevent that last minute decision to sit them in front of the TV or their tablets, right? While you work in your office and you end up being there, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours. It is also going to prevent situations like I experienced earlier this week. Okay, I was not using a block box, but it was the first day of summer break and I was just going down into the basement to do my workout. And I left the kids upstairs. They are six years old now, so they can be upstairs by themselves. Normally they're fine. But halfway through my workout, I heard this, I don't even know how to describe it except for a ruckus. And so I went upstairs to figure out what was going on. And I found them with the kitchen window open and they were jumping out of the window into the landscaping. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? They were practicing fire drills. (laughs) Okay, so those are not the things that you want to be distracting you as you're trying to work, right? The sound of your kids literally jumping out of your window. All right, so block boxes, they are key. That wouldn't have happened if I would have had a block box. All right, now, I want to take a second here to address screen time because I want to make it very clear that I am not anti-screen time, okay? And whatever your rules on screen time are in your home, like that's a personal decision that you have to make. And maybe you have a 30-minute block after nap or lunch where they are allowed to utilize screen time. That's totally fine, okay? Again, this is created based upon what works for you and your family and your business and your values. All right. All right. Now, I also love to have a snack box. Okay. I, we actually bought boxes just this weekend. We just went to Walmart. We found a little plastic box for like $1.96 or something. And so what I do is I put the snacks beginning of the day that the kids are allowed to have in their snack box. Okay. Because I don't know about your kids, but if I did not have some type of regulation on my pantry, they would eat all of my snacks for an entire week in the first four hours of the day. So having a a snack box, a box that's preloaded with all of their snacks that they can have for, for that day is super, super helpful. And they know that when that box is empty for that day, like you don't get anything else to eat besides your meals, right? You still get, I still will feed them breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but they don't get snacks outside of those meals if their snack box is empty. But if there are still snacks in their box, at any time they can pick a snack. So they don't have to ask me. They don't have to interrupt me to ask if they can have a piece of candy or popcorn or chips or or whatever. 
they know they can have whatever is in their snack box. But again, they also know that when those snacks are gone, we are not refilling that box until tomorrow morning. Okay, so again, this keeps them from, one, interrupting you to ask if they can have a snack, but it also teaches them self-regulation as well as how to make healthy snack choices. So turn this into a learning experience. Talk to them about why do we put an orange and an apple in the snack box and only one piece of candy or one little bag of chips? Because fueling our body is so, so important. So you have a life lesson, (laughs) plus you avoid interruptions asking for snacks, and you don't go broke buying groceries for one week, right? So win, 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 win. Tip number three, communication and delegation. I mentioned this one a little bit already, communication specifically, because I talked about making sure that your kids understand that you are in a work block and this is how long the work block is going to last. And this is what you're expected to do during mommy's work block. And then this is what we can do when mom is done with her work block. Okay. But I think it's so important to be upfront with your family about your work schedule. And this again is so, so important regardless of how old your children are. Okay. Kids do not act out. Kids do not interrupt and make it hard for us to work productively because they just want to be like a little terror or a little jerk, right? No, that's absurd to think that. They just want your attention, especially when they're young. They want your attention. And if you're not giving it to them, they will act out in order to get it, even if it's negative attention that they're getting. Okay, that's preferable for a child, negative attention over no attention. So be clear about why you are working. I have to work so mommy can stay home with you this summer and not have to go to a job all day. So you don't have to go to a babysitter, right? Whatever it is, maybe mommy's working so that you can go on a family vacation. Whatever it is, be clear about why it is that you're working. Be clear about how long each of your blocks are going to be and when they will be. For example, I'm going to work in my office for 30 minutes. Again, when I'm working in my office, you can play in the living room with anything you want in this box. If you get hungry, you can pick anything out of your snack box and your water is right here for you too. Okay, that communication is going to save you from so many interruptions. And be clear about what you will do when the time block is over as well. So when mommy is done working those 30 minutes, we're gonna go make lunch and then we'll go to the park and we'll be able to play outside We'll be able to run in the sprinkler, right? Like whatever it is that you're going to do. But they need to know that they will have your full attention again as soon as that block is over. If you communicate with your children clearly, again, regardless of whether they're two, five, or 15, you will find that your interruptions, you will find that tantrums and just like the pure craziness, right? Like jumping out of your windows, that is all going to slow way, way down for you. All right, bonus tip. I have a bonus tip for you. Now, this might take a few days to adjust to, especially, especially if you have not had boundaries like this before. So that's okay. Just know that going into it. But also, if you're doing really well for a period of time and then your child starts to regress and starts to interrupt you more often than they were or they start to throw more fits or tantrums or whatever, I want you to consider two things. Okay, number one, are they bored with their box? Maybe it's a good idea for you to rotate boxes. So that's a thing. Are they bored? Secondly, do we need to maybe rearrange the blocks so that they have time with me and my and they have my full attention before we head into one of my work blocks? That way we're meeting their connection needs prior to asking them to play solo. All right. Now, I also said delegate as part of this as tip number three. 
You, I want you to hear this. Please hear this. You are not responsible as the mom to do all of the things around the house. Please, for the sake of your sanity, for the sake of raising self-sustaining children, make them do chores. Okay, whatever you deem age appropriate, but make it a non-negotiable that they are expected to help out around the house. Not only is this going to remove items from your plate, but again, you are raising responsible, self-sufficient kiddos when you do this. Now, remember this. You have to be okay with how they complete the chores that you assign to them. Your six-year-old might not load the dishwasher exactly like you would. Resist the urge to rearrange the dishes after she loads it. Your son might not fold the clothes like you would fold the clothes. It's okay. They're folded. Move on. I know this piece of it can be hard for so many of us. Listen, myself included, I am preaching to the choir here. But trust me, be okay with a lower standard of how the the towels are folded or whatever. Okay? Just be okay with a lower standard of completion. A good rule that I like to remind myself of because I'm I I'm a recovering perfectionist, I guess you could say, is that 70% good enough is good enough. All right? All right. I hope that helps you too. 70%, the 70% rule, okay? Okay, bonus. Here's the thing too. Here's what I want you to remember. It's going to boost their self-esteem as well. Doing chores, contributing to the family, that boosts a child's self-esteem. Okay, so remember that. Remember that when you have the urge to rearrange those dishes in the dishwasher. Don't do it. Because the fact that your child completed that task, that in itself will boost their self-esteem. All right, friends? That is it. Really, it, it really is that simple. Okay, three things. Time block, the bare essentials. Block boxes for activities and snacks. Communicate and delegate. That is it. Okay, these three tips will help you to be more productive this summer. I promise. And here's the really cool thing too that I want you to hear. Not only are you going to be more productive, but you will also be more present and you will find that your business will grow this summer. Like we are not just like maintaining the status quo. No, we are going to grow. And especially, especially if your business is on social media. Listen to this, please. You will attract more of your ideal clients. You will attract more of your ideal team members if they see you living your best life this summer, carefree, happy, thriving, right? Versus seeing you exhausted and overwhelmed and living on social media instead of being a present mom. Nobody wants that life. Make sense? All right. All right. Okay. Now, I hope you're already feeling a sense of relief when it comes to your summer strategy and your summer schedule. You can be productive and present. 100% you can do this. And if you want to work with me one-on-one to create a, a fully customized summer strategy, that is customized not only to you, but your business and your goals and your schedule, then do not wait, okay? Because I am opening spots on my coaching calendar to work with only five women. I'm only working with five women on a customized summer strategy, okay? Because my calendar is already full, okay? So there's not six spots or seven spots, five only, okay? So go snag your spot before they are gone. You just have to go to amandamastersoncoaching.com backslash summer strategy. The link will also be in the show notes. All right. I will see you back here next week for another episode. And until then, go build that life in the business of your dreams, mama. Thank you so much for listening to the Mompreneur Coach Podcast. Before you go, I'd love to hear from you. So can you do me a favor? If you haven't already, could you drop me a five-star review? 
because that is the best way for us to get this podcast out to other mompreneurs just like you who need to hear this message as well. You can also share your mega takeaways on social media and in your stories. Just tag me at Amanda Masterson Coaching. I so appreciate every single review. So until next time. Thank you.